Amen. What a wonderful, glorious day it is to be in His presence. Amen. Thank you so much, worship team, for blessing us today. Shall we just share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place. We thank you that you're present with us always in everything. We lay ourselves before you, and like our brother Jonas ministered earlier, we are abased so that you can be elevated. Thank you, Father. I want to speak today, share with you a little message the Lord placed on my heart about salvation. It's become such a simple, it's always been a simple word, but it's a common phenomenon now to say I'm saved. But really, what does it truly mean to be saved? What's the meaning of the word salvation? Now, I looked it up in the dictionary. And that was actually this morning. It says it's the root word is yesha. Is the basis for the name Joshua and Jesus. I don't know how many of you knew that. I didn't know all these details. It signifies freedom from what binds or restricts and thus effects deliverance. You know, when they were singing the song, Every Praise, it says, God our Savior, God our Deliverer, God our Healer. The word salvation means all of these things and beyond. So it was the Lord who thought of it and provided all that was necessary to make it possible for us to be rescued from the wrath of the world. I want to read from Psalm 62, verse 12. My soul waits in silence. Again, Psalm 62, verse 12. My soul waits in silence. For God only, from him is my salvation. The question I put across to us today is, on our own, can we be saved? Is it possible for a friend to just speak to you about Jesus when your heart is a block and you accept it? And even if you do say, yes, I believe in Jesus today, what comes afterwards? What is beyond the word salvation or the feeling of being saved? Coming from that, I just want to share a simple testimony, should I say, of how I got saved. I was born into a Muslim family. All my life, my mother and my father have been Muslims. My father has passed on. My mother, she's very much a Muslim and she's all covered up. So in 2002, I go and visit my siblings, my brother and my sister in England. And a very dear sister of mine gives me a brown package. She's sewn an African outfit for a man. So she writes on the, on the brown package, Lorenzo Edwin, and she puts his phone number. And she says, when you get to England, please just call this number and give this gentleman the package. I did exactly that. I called him, but it was a very interesting conversation with that gentleman. So we got along brilliantly. All I had to do was give him the package. And he said to me, would you like to walk with me if you have nothing to do? I'm going to a children's bookstore. We're going to buy Bibles. We are taking our children on a cruise. I said, no problem at all. I had nothing to do. My brother and my sister were at work and I was free. I didn't know England too well then. You know, you could easily get lost either with the bus or the subway. So now we walk to the bookshop. He's bending over Bibles. And he says to me, oh, by the way, which church do you go to? Because he assumed if the friend gave you a package for me, you must be, you must be a, a Christian. I said, oh, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Muslim. He actually lifted himself up. Then he pointed at me with his right hand. By the time you leave England, you will be a Christian. 
And my response was over my dead body. I was born a Muslim. I'll die a Muslim. It wasn't too long. Long story short. Three and a half weeks down the line, I was in a church lifting my hands, accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. And what did it for me was a particular dream. I had one dream. I saw a man in white. Open heavens, a man in white come down, extended his right hand to me. And I put my hand in his hand and he lifted me. When I woke up from that dream, I thought, okay, I've got a very active memory. I write, I watch a lot of horror movies. I hallucinate a lot. That was the past. But this I didn't imagine. This was real. And then I began to see scripture written out in my dreams. I can't remember now, but it's always Isaiah and the book of Esther and Jeremiah are very familiar to me. God was speaking to me from those. There were times where I'd tell my mentor, he's still my mentor till date, the man who led me to Christ. And he would say to me, you see, it's you who's stubborn. Jesus is calling you. What are you waiting for? And I would say to him, but how do I know it's not real? How do I know it's not a figment of my own imagination? The point I'm trying to draw from all this is, if we can look at John 15, 16. Again, John 15, 16. And I'm reading from the Message Bible. You didn't choose me. That's Jesus speaking to us. Remember, I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit. Fruit that won't spoil. Do we have fruit that doesn't spoil in today's very inorganic world? As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. So if I ask for a, a diamond ring right now as, fruit, as a fruit bearer, and say, so, Lord, I want to use it to bring people to Christ. Do you think the Lord will grant me this according to this scripture? Yeah, it's controversial, isn't it? What is the point of getting saved? What is beyond salvation? Because it took me more than 20 years to figure out what exactly I'm supposed to do. Why did I cross over from Islam to Christianity? I was, still, I was always trying to be perfect. Perfectly made up. Perfectly put together. But eventually, you give yourself away. Because if your sanity, your peace of mind, the heart that God is trying to work in you, doesn't come through for him. You're no help to yourself. You're no help to the world. It's such a simple thing now to say, oh, I know Jesus. But really and truly and deeply, do we? And what does it mean? He says we should be fruitful. The Lord is the same person who said, if a, if a tree doesn't bear fruit, you cut down that tree. So where do we stand today as Christians? I picked a plant. It was supposed to be peppermint, but I forgot to bring some. I've got some in my backyard. I picked a plant from a weed, probably, when I parked my car. And this is a range of different oils I've mixed together. So let's assume this is peppermint. Please, this is not peppermint. But let us assume this is peppermint. And it says, internet information, Google. 25 cups of peppermint tea give you one drop of what I've put in here. 
And the question is, when you're pressed down, shaken, abandoned, what comes out? If 25 to 28 cups of peppermint tea give you one drop of essential oil, what will come out of you when you're pressed? This has to be pressed and probably steam distilled. But the question is, what will come out of us? What are you supposed to be impacted by or how can you impact the world at large? And what I want to say is, Jesus chose us. We didn't choose to be saved. When we're asked to pray for others to know Jesus, the most basic thing you can do is pray that the Holy Spirit goes ahead and touches that person before you open your mouth and say something. Otherwise, it falls on dead ears. I mean, I went to a secondary school in Kumasi and out of 52 girls in a class, I was the only Muslim. They tried for seven years to convert me. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And this was one simple trip to, a West, to England, met a West Indian who just said a few words about Jesus. He used to irritate the living daylights out of me. Many times I threatened to stop seeing him and his wife. Please stop talking about Jesus. And he'd go like, okay, okay, I'll stop. Then it happened one day miraculously. But what was the point? What was I supposed to do out of that? Because I really stayed away from everything Islamic. I stayed away from my family members. I stayed away from even reading the Bible and accepting the Bible in Arabic. Because everything Arabic reminded me of Islam. But that was my choice and my decision. That had nothing to do with the Lord. But if I had paused probably during these years in my interaction with different people, if I had probably subjected myself to understanding why I got saved, that's, why, that's what I want to speak on today. That's what has been weighing on me heavily. Why are we truly saved? If, he didn't, if we didn't choose him, he chose us. Why has, he put you, why has he asked you to come to service this morning? Why are we saved? What is beyond salvation? And I just want to say, you get little hints from your natural inclinations towards things, your natural talents. These are all minor hints of what exactly you're supposed to do for God. Like I'm saying, it took me over 20 years to figure out. I just had to be me. No drama. I just had to be as I am. Jesus came on a cult humbly. He knew that he owned the world, but he chose to walk the road to Jerusalem for you and I today. What are we prepared to do? Or how far are we prepared to walk, to reach out to somebody who really needs to hear real salvation? And incidentally, because I work with herbs and essential oils, I was sitting here and it just came to me that I have an Italian friend who uses the word salvia all the time. That's what he calls the plant sage. So now I looked up the meaning of the word sage, linking it to salvation. And the meaning of sage, the plant, is salvation. It's deliverer and is redeemer and healer. And as a powerful herb, it was also used to heal all kinds of ailments, including the plague back then. So I'm thinking, every, it just lets me realize that everything is linked. What we do, what we see, what we hear, what we feel are linked to our daily lives and the lives of others. We can't separate them because after all, he is the vine. We are just mere branches. But once you're cut off from him, you're operating on your own. When you are joined to him, when you are in communion with him, that's why we share communion, to be back, to be drawn back into the fold of the Lord. When you are in communion with Christ, then you know you can be operative, you can listen, you can hear him clearly as to what exactly he wants you to do, where he wants you to go. 
For a simple housewife, her role is probably bringing up uh, children to know the Lord, graciously praying for her husband to draw nearer to Christ, reaching out to her neighbors. I don't know. There's so many things to figure out. In the business world, it also took me a while to try and figure out that the Christian that you are at home is the same Christian you are on a Sunday, should be the same Christian that you portray in your workplace, even if not a single person is saved in your workplace. And that's the bottom line. Be who you are. As he humbly created you, you were created by a divine hand. And that divine hand has a purpose on your life. But if you don't tap to it, you don't discover it, you might just waste years going around in circles, 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 asking the Lord, what exactly was I supposed to do? Or what am I supposed to do? Or I haven't found my calling. Or I don't know what my bearings are. But I'm here to say that. Every single day, the fact that you've woken up, it means there's still so much hope for you to walk in the knowledge that Christ has called you, redeemed you from the pit and has asked you to now give back. So you were saved, you were redeemed. Your role is to give back in whichever manner he's asked you to do. The way you will give back is completely different from how I'll give back. But in the end, we are related by one thing alone. Jesus, our savior, our healer, our deliverer salvation that's simply what god put on my heart today thank you if anybody would like would like prayer just prayer to know what your true destiny and your purpose is in christ maybe you're here you want to draw closer to christ we have our prayer ministry team who are willing to help pray we have our fa the father of the house nana kofi Maybe you want to be healed of something. Maybe you want a closer walk. Maybe you want him to open your mind to see him in a completely different light. You don't want to be boxed in as a Christian anymore. But you truly want to be saved. Please feel free. The altar is open. We're all here to encourage and bless each other. Thank you. Thank you, Susu. Head in prayer in, in response to, to the message. Some areas where we need to experience the fullness of God's salvation. Maybe the first step, if you're not sure, if you're not sure of being saved. I would urge you not to miss this opportunity. God is again speaking to you. If you're not sure, if you can't say, He saved me. He saved me from all my sins. He washed them away and I'm a new creature in Him. If you don't know, if you're not sure, don't miss the opportunity to open your heart to him and ask him to come and save you and he will do it that's his promise to us <laughs>